One, two, three. Hello, welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Your host, Scott Needham. I have with me someone I've been trying to get on the podcast for over a year. And I might argue the premier Amazon tool analyzer who has, no one has uh, studied more Amazon tools with more depth than this guest. So very fitting because I do bring on a lot of tools just to like jump in and talk and ask about like, where's the innovation happening that makes an Amazon seller's life easier. So I have David Zimmerman from the Amazon Tools League channel. David, welcome. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks for having me. It's a great honor. And I understand, I think you're over in Europe, right? That's right. I'm in Berlin. It's actually minus 10 degrees today. So you caught me on a bit of a cold day. No way. Minus 10 Celsius, which is actually, it's not too far from minus 10 Fahrenheit, but like that's cold. That's cold. Yeah. I'll never understand the Fahrenheit thing. How much is that in Fahrenheit? Minus 10? That's going to be about five degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> I've lived overseas before. And so to live with both, it's kind of fun. It's hard. I think it's like one degree of Celsius is like 1.8 degrees of Fahrenheit. It just moves faster. Either way, doesn't matter what system you're measuring on, it's cold. Well, the great thing about an Amazon business is you don't have to be outside a lot. At least most people don't. So fortunately, I want to talk about each of like the comparisons that you've done, how you kind of see the industry progressing, why you do what you do. And yeah, like because I followed you for a while. So I think the first thing that you did was when you created a long YouTube video where you really dove in and analyzed every PPC tool out there. So why'd you do that? Yeah, well, so I come from the sports world. I actually studied sports management. I don't know really how I ended up in the Amazon ecosystem, but I just kind of took that with me and I just wanted to give every tool a fair chance and you know, not have the tool with the most followers or the best marketing be the one that everybody thinks is the best at automating your ads which obviously could be hurtful as well. And it's just not going to be the best for these for the sellers to you know, miss out on these tools that could do a better job for them. Yeah. And you did work for a PPC automation tool, but no longer. So you have no bias in the game, right? Right. And that tool also doesn't exist anymore. So even that little bias is gone now. So it was Celix for those that don't know. Used to be one of the big players along with, you know, Jungle Scout and Helium 10, but then they kind of faded away. Everybody started using Helium 10. And that was also a little bit of the part that annoyed me, I guess, back then as well, knowing that Celix automation was better than Helium 10's. But for some reason, yeah, Helium 10 just did a great job at marketing and had some good features, of course. Are we talking about the PPC? Yeah, I was just talking about the PPC right there. They obviously have very good other features where they were much better than Celix, especially SEO wise. I, I want to do this background. I think like 2016, 2017, Amazon launches ads, yes. <laughs> you know, and at that point, like there was some things you could do. I, we did automate some of our own PPC. We weren't doing a lot. I wish I would have started my own PPC tool because it's turned out to be a very dynamic category because it drives revenue. And when, when stuff drives revenue, companies will pay money. And so a lot of these PPC tools have been very successful. And some of them have achieved like exits of over a hundred million dollars. But I think you're making an argument just because like a tool is like super expensive and super like, you know, like great in this way and shiny doesn't make it the best tool. Yeah, exactly. 
there's really just a couple of core features. Well, more than a couple, but it, you know, there's, there's certain features that you're looking for that you want to make life easier for yourself. And if another tool has that or can build that for you and you don't have to pay like 1% of your ad spend or whatever, then why, why not do that with that tool? It's usually the same exact feature, the same exact functionality. So it's really hard to analyze, you know, for example, when someone says like, oh, we use AI, like that doesn't say a lot. The more, the longer we live, the more I'm like, that just doesn't say what it actually does. Sometimes people interpret AI as just algorithms and like generally, like traditionally it's not. AI is, you know, um, machine learning, artificial intelligence. And even then, like, you know, to compare, how would you compare two AIs against each other? Do you try and do that? I can only ask questions in that regard. The main thing, obviously it's important for bid optimization. So that's where, they, where I ask that question. And that's where it matters to have AI in my opinion, where, because it's a lot better than rules. So I just ask, you know, questions, how do they predict conversion rates? That's what it's all about to me, predicting the conversion rates for each single keyword, for each single target. And then based on that conversion rate, if you know you can expect a certain, you know, revenue per click, then you have to adapt your bid accordingly and according to your goals, obviously. So depending on their answers, you know, how much are they considering to predict that conversion rate? I kind of go along with that. I'm not sure if the audience hasn't seen his list. Like when I talk about a list, I'm like, like it's every tool and generally probably about 20, 30, 40 features that are analyzed. And it's like, yes, they have it or no, they don't. What are some of the big categories you have? Like the automated features, you have the manual features. Yeah. So in the PPC section, I have the automation features, which can includes like bid automation, harvesting automation, budget automation, negative targets automation, although that's the one that I don't find as important. That's another topic. Then we have PPC automation based on external factors. That's a very big one and popular one, I guess. People want to automate their bids based on organic rankings, based on their inventory levels, based on profitability, profit, total profit, based on prices and coupons. So that's another big topic that nobody's yet really covering that well. Maybe trellis and fee advisor there's a couple of tools that do that quite well you know it's difficult when you keep changing your prices and then kind of keep in loop with your break even a cost that's also changing and basically your ppc goals should be changing at the same time so that's another thing people might want to automate by my question is more holistically so we have all these features and you score them and like you know some are like are you know, you give them a point or you give them a half point, And then ultimately this collects together to a score. And do you consider the cost of the tool in your score or is that not? No, that's just, you see the total score points and then you see the pricing right next to it. So you can decide for yourself how much you want to pay for a better score, basically. Right, because the reason that you would, account for price is like, I guess if it comes to like a recommendation, you're like, oh, here's your budget tools, here's your mid-tier tools, and here's your enterprise tools. But I think you're just going just for like the score of like the most features. Right. And how good they are. So yeah. I give a different score to every feature as well. So not every feature is the same value. If you get a good or a super for, you know, machine learning bit optimization, that's like 
potentially 15 points in total versus getting a good or a super for like event planning, some kind of event planning feature, which is like one point or two points. For example, when Prime Day comes, you might want to already in advance prepare your bids by so-and-so percentage and then have it reversed afterwards by the tool when things go back to normal. It's also a nice feature, but it's obviously not as important as the bid optimization. Yeah. You show a lot of this on your YouTube videos. And so like people that are listening, like if you really want to jump in and see these lists, just find the Amazon Tools League on YouTube. You can find the old ones. You can find the more recent ones. You track things like the aggregators. You track things like the inventory management software, profit tracking software. I think you did SEO tools. What was your favorite category? <laughs> favorite category? Probably a bit egoistical, but I'd have to say profit simply because most of them have affiliate programs. <laughs> so PPC one, it's basically nobody. Why don't PPC tools have affiliate programs? Yeah, that's a good question. I keep asking them as well. But I guess most of them are just a bit more high-end with their customers and they don't really rely on, or they don't think they rely on, I guess, recommendations. They're sales-driven, not, like, not, not broad marketing. Interesting. And we were talking about earlier, like, you know, some companies, like you're so honest, like some of them are probably going to get a little annoyed. <laughs> you know, no one, wants to be, no one wants to be number eight on a list. Yeah, but nobody wants to be number 40 on the list. I mean, actually, some of them are happy when they're number eight. I'm actually surprised by some of them reposting my videos and say, we're in the top 10. Like, okay, but there's seven people ahead of you. Why are you posting it? I'm, I'm happy, but some of them are not. When there's so many tools, when the category has 50 tools, top 10 starts to matter. Let's talk about some of the other categories. So like a profit tracker, these are, you know, profitability tracking. You know, I think one of the category leaders is probably like a seller board, but they're actually, I always learn about your list is there's more tools in this category than I realized. How do you find all the tools? Cause like I've done analysis before and you keep finding more. <laughs> yeah. So now these days it's actually often them that find me and they just want me to look at their tool and tell them how I think it is. And otherwise it's, I guess, like everybody else, it just pops up in, in LinkedIn or whatever. Oh, I don't have a special way of finding new tools. They just show up. Now let's see, let's jump into one of the other categories. So profitability is super important and sometimes tools even kind of get it wrong where they're, maybe they're not holistic. It's like, if you tell me the profitability is just based off of like your sales, I'm like, ah, oh, there's more to it. There's obviously, it's actually really hard to analyze at an ASIN level sometimes because they are different APIs. You got your sales, you got your PPC, and the PPC one is not extremely obvious how to attribute to each single ASIN. And then you have returns, how that impacts profitability. Did those different factors create more clear winners? Yeah, I mean, there's really a ton of things that profitability should consider. I mean, I can name a few stuff from my list as well if you want, but uh, refunds certainly being one of them, all these you know, FBA storage fees, short and long-term, remissions, coupons, and like you said, ads, you know, sponsored brand ads, not being actually very complicated to attribute to singular products, and generally ads because they're click-based and not like order-based. So that's always a bit complicated, but yeah, there's like reimbursements, there's the Amazon brand referral bonus, there's lots of stuff. So, uh, and that's just really the basics of what I would expect from a profitability tracker to have these costs. And then it's how they display the costs. That's a whole nother story. Like 
what can you actually analyze and what can you learn? Interesting. I've used probably five different profitability tools and it always feels like some of them do some things better than others and then, then others do something better than us. It's, it's, it's hard to get like the perfect perspective because every business is a little bit different. Like if you have a thousand SKUs or if you have five SKUs, like you're going to care about it in a different way. Now, speaking of which, has anyone ever asked you to create a new category? You're like, hey, you've never done the reimbursements tools space. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't think of one from the top of my head, but yeah, I'm sure there were people that asked me, when is that coming and where, when is the product research you know, coming? Who has the most accurate sales estimates or whatever? And I would guess, I'm always interested, but just because it's like an ego check to some people, you know, the reimbursement tools, it's been hard to compare, you know, tools against each other. And it gets asked a lot. So just be very interesting then. It's a powerful list. It's powerful comparing stuff head to head. Kind of like, did you do any like sports analytics or was this just like, just like a, a gut feeling of, you know, just, just competition? Yeah, just competition. I'm a competitive dude. I like to win. Uh, <laughs> I like to play football, you know, and, and tennis, and I like to win. I don't like to lose. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> you started this probably about three years ago. What's different now from when you started? I guess there's just loads more. I mean, there's just so many tools. I mean, it's really difficult to keep up, to be honest. So that's that's a big, you know, I can't just demo all the 30 tools now from PPC. Now it's like 70, 80 tools in the PPC section alone. So I have to be much more picky with who I pick the demos and who, who I feel like from the website, I guess, kind of offers a lot of features that is actually worth it to look at. And, you know, who can actually have a chance at competing in the top 10. Yeah. No, the idea of doing that many demos a year is exhausting. And so I actually think my before this call even happened, I was just always impressed. I was like, wow, done a lot of work here. So have you seen any tools just give up it doesn't seem like it i don't see that all the time i mean you don't see the giving up part that's like not the one that they're loud about right so but yeah there's definitely tools that kind of fade away and then the next time i i talk to them it's like oh yeah we're not really interested i guess and yeah, i've seen them fade away obviously one of the big ones in the profitability for example probably remember that one everybody used to use them hello profit so I don't know exactly when the fading away part started, but nobody seems to use them anymore. That sounds like uh, someone that is ripe for an acquisition. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's too late for that. Someone that no, 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 no. But like, a li like, kind of like a liquidation, like someone that is uh, not interested in growing uh, it anymore. Right. It's, on, it's on the decline. So I'm like, oh, I could get this at a bargain. <laughs> I see. I'm not going to pay top dollar. I'm not a, there's no institutional money here. So you've seen that they've been on the decline. That's interesting. I, I have not heard about them that much. Now, you said that one of your upcoming lists that you're going to compare are newsletters. And I think I have two opinions. One, I think newsletters are very valuable. It's just great to get like insights, you know, quick, you're in and you're out. And also there's a lot of new newsletters. Like I've seen in the last six months, I've seen like three or four people be like, oh, I've got a newsletter, everyone. I'm going to put out all the Amazon tactics and, you know, this and this and this and this. And I'm like, good luck. Have do fun. you have one? I guess, I'm guessing, I guess Smart Scout has one. I do. Do you personally have one? Yeah. I write the Smart Scout one myself. 
And we've acquired probably about 40, 50,000 emails as doing business, you know, and then I just like write insights. I just write whatever's interesting. I'm not completely regular. Like if there's not a lot of, if I'm busy or if there's not a lot of like cool news I want to write about, I'll skip a week. So I probably about to do two or three a month and I read a lot of the other newsletters and I have seen some of the newsletters kind of go down in quality as they focus on sponsorships. That's just my, my read on it. If you have like more than three sponsors in a newsletter, I'm like, I'm a little worried. Yeah. Are you using it for your e-com brand though? Are you referring to like a newsletter as a tool? For uh, your brand? For both. I mean, I have like a scoring system for creators and one for e-com brands. So the features, obviously, people are looking for are a bit different. Some are the same. That's a very e-com focused thing. Not so much Amazon if, if you have customer emails. Right. Yeah. But I guess most people, as I, just kind of come to the realization at some point, yes, you don't own your social media and you just need, you know, you need those emails if you want to be kind of safe and you want those customers. So I've been basically building that list for my, for my own purposes, but at the same time, also it's going to be useful for Amazon or e-com sellers. I was just curious for myself if it's going to be Beehive or ConvertKit, which seems to be the ones that you know, get the most attention these days on Twitter when it comes to which is the best newsletter software. And at the moment, it seems ConvertKit is a little bit at the top. They've also been around a bit longer. And they have all the vital features that you really need. So personally, I'm going to go with ConvertKit. But there's, again, so many tools, newsletters have already been around for much longer than Amazon tools, obviously, since like 1998 or whatever. So there's a ton of tools. Yeah. And that might change uh, in the next few months as like Google and Yahoo are kind of like putting a... Uh, so I, I've just learned about it and we could probably finish the newsletter conversation on this, but um, that I think if you have a, over a 0.3% spam rate, Gmail and Yahoo will stop delivering your email. They haven't explained like the get out of jail process, but really it just tells you, you have to have above board emailing, you know, like people have to give you their email. That's actually one of the dangerous features from Beehive where you can like promote other newsletters in your newsletter and they can do the same for you basically. And so you're doing it like to get these partnerships, but then at the same time, you're getting all these emails from people that don't, don't really know you. They just kind of accept you because they're subscribing to you and all these partner email newsletters. And so you're getting all these emails that are just yeah, people that don't really know you. And it's increasing your subscriber count, which looks nice on the surface, but then I guess it's going to be a big issue for what you just described. Well, David, at the very least, you're doing a, a service to the seller community. Enjoy watching your videos. I even bought one of your, you know, the, the, the PPC list at one point. I was like, I've got to see this. I've got to have it in my hands. And it's been very informative for me. So thanks for what you do. Excited to see, you know, the future things. You do uh, teach PPC to people in general. Do you upload that content on YouTube or is that more on your website? Yeah, I mean, I do have a full course on Amazon ads where I also share all these software overviews and all my templates and all my things that I use myself. But yeah, I try to get more on YouTube and 
you know share a bit more there as well in the future but um yeah for now most of it is on my in my course cool well hey thanks for coming on finally and just you know i just wanted a conversation how you think about it. i think i learned a little bit more and i love that you've expanded to other categories you know ppc was great but there's some people that don't even do ppc yet they don't do it enough that they need a tool and so but i'd argue everyone should have a profitability tool because the Amazon nuances are, are worth worth exploring. So if you want to check out David's YouTube channel, it's uh, Amazon Tools League, David Zimmerman. And uh, you can get a lot of information just by, by watching this. So, all right. Well, David, thank you for coming on. Thanks so much. All right. Well, that's the pod. We'll catch you guys on the next one. One, two, three. Yeah.